Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 307. Fire. 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 Today's most inspiring entrepreneurs delivered straight to you seven days a week. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. Here is your host who is always prepared to ignite, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire. Bonjour, Fire Nation. And did you know that Audible.com has an audio library filled with thousands of your favorite titles? Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Fire Nation, do you have your own Squarespace site that you want to show off? Enter to win a unique Squarespace swag pack, including a t-shirt, moleskin notebook, and decal. Just tweet me using the hashtag FireSquarespace for your chance to win. I'll pick the five best sites and have your swag sent straight to you. That's hashtag FireSquarespace. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, William Shaker. William, are you prepared to ignite? Dude, I'm on fire. Yeah, you are. (laughs) A business veteran with over a decade of entrepreneurial experience on the World Wide Web, William has witnessed the internet from its infancy stages and started his businesses in 2001 after he lost his lucrative job as a computer networking instructor. He made millions online, but also endured much challenge, hardship, and difficulty, which taught him a great deal of wisdom and knowledge along the way. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, William, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of your business. Well, John, before I begin, I want to tell you that it is an absolute pleasure and an honor to be on your show. I told you this when I interviewed you on my show, that I think that you're the Oprah of the internet podcasters. <laughs> oh. And I really mean it, dude. Thank you for having me. It feels it's, it's a complete honor. Picture this as being your book club. This is you. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Well, John, uh, my story is really no different than anyone else out there. I'm just a normal guy. I worked for a, I worked for a company in 2001. Uh, I worked for a company that I lost my job in 2001. The name of the company was New Horizons. And after I lost my job, um, I decided to never work again for the rest of my life because of this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Now, you've done over 300 interviews. I'm sure someone on your on your interview panel has definitely mentioned this book once or twice at least. Yeah, I actually think I remember mistaking Guy Kawasaki for Robert Kiyosaki during an interview. So that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's happened to me many times. It's all good, man. But anyways, that book completely changed my life. I learned that there are four types of people in this world. You have the investor. You have the business owner on one side, which is side A, and side B, on the right-hand side, you have the employee and you have the self-employed. Now, the self-employed and the employee are constantly in the rat race, John. As you know, the more money you make as an employee, the more money you spend because you really haven't, uh, you haven't really calibrated the way you spend money. You haven't, really, you haven't really worked on your financial goals yet or anything like that. So the more money you spend, the more money you make, the more money you spend. I didn't want to be at that level anymore. I wanted to be on the entrepreneur slash investor section, which was on the left-hand side. And those type of people, I've learned from the book, uh, they make money, and the money that they make, they reinvested. And the reinvestments bring in their toys, 
their cars, uh, their vacations, their, their, the homes that they live in, et cetera, et cetera. And I made a pact with myself that I was never going to work again. It was a huge paradigm shift for me. And I would love to get into it a little bit more on your podcast. Wow. There's nothing more I like talking about than mindset shifts because as entrepreneurs, we so often get stuck into this rut of we have limits and ceilings that we put on ourselves. But when we can break out of those by just reading great books like you mentioned in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker's another great mindset shift book. I have it in my, uh, my book collection. Powerful. Well, that's just another great book for a mindset shift. And of course, we're going to delve way into all of this, William, later in the interview. But before we do, and you know this being part of Fire Nation, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Dude, let me tell you something, man. Up until 2010, I led a life that was based off of income. I wanted to make the most money. And in 2010, when everything collapsed before my eyes, I started to develop a brand new habit. And then after I found this quote, it completely, it completely made sense. And the quote is by Albert Einstein. It goes, it goes like this, try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. And that's by Albert Einstein. Love that quote. I've given it myself on multiple other interviews, other shows that I've been on. I might have given it when you interviewed me. I can't remember. We'll have to go back in the archives and check it out. But we're on the same parallel when it comes to that, William, because that was my goal at Entrepreneur on Fire was to provide value, value, value first, grow the audience, listen to the audience, and then success will follow. So I want you to take it down to the ground level. How do you actually apply this mantra to your life? Just to quickly delve into it right now, just to give you a little glimpse, a little synopsis, if you want to call it, um, this quote has completely, completely changed my life. Not after I learned it, but because after I started applying it, I learned about this quote, and I was like, wow, this makes sense. Um, after I, everything collapsed before my eyes in 2010, I just decided to say to myself, you know what? I will no longer chase that dollar. I will no longer develop a business based around making the most money. You know, John, in today's society, in today's in today, uh, 2013, um, there are a lot of corporations such as uh, these evil companies like Monsanto. Uh, I don't know if you follow them or not, but their 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 main goal is to produce income. And, and I don't want to be that kind of company. I don't want to be that kind of business and I don't want to be that kind of individual. I want to provide as much value as possible because I realize that the last thing someone will remember about me when I'm no longer on this earth is the last thing that I do. And so the last thing that I, that I'm doing today and I will continue to do for the rest of my life is try to provide value. And that's through my, my podcast, that's through my website and giving people as much as I can. And if they love what they hear, if they love what they read, and maybe in the future I'm going to be creating some videos on YouTube, all these other things. You know, if they love me that much, if they love my content, then you know what? My door is open. Here are the products that I have to offer. Here are the services that I have to offer. And you know what? You're welcome to buy from me then. But I first want to provide you as much value as I can. Well, William, that is a great mindset to have. And that mindset doesn't come cheap. And by cheap, I mean 
It comes by blood, sweat, and tears, and often failures, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about next. I want you to take us back to a time in your journey when you failed, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's about you, our spotlighted guest, in your journey, and your failures, and your challenges, and your aha moments. So take us back to that moment when you did fall flat in your face. Build it up. Tell that story, and then tell Fire Nation how you overcame that failure. Well, John, my failures actually began a few years after I started my business because I got into this uh, kind of uh, roller coaster ride of, of this up and down maneuver that I experienced with my business. Uh, when I started my business in 2001, it was, it was a completely, completely different thing for me. I've never done it before. After I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, I realized that I wanted to be a business owner and the only way for me to start making a lot more money than I did before and be independent at the same time is is to create an online website. And at that time, it, as you may know, it was the wild, wild west. Wild west, baby. Yeah, it was the complete wild, wild west. And, you know, there was no John Lee Dumas out there with <laughs> daily podcasts so we can learn from <laughs> successful entrepreneurs. For better or for worse, William. <laughs> for better or for worse. There, there really weren't... Uh, lifehacker.com, there wasn't TechCrunch, TechCrunch, social media examiner, whatever, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, there wasn't any of that stuff. So I had to learn all that stuff on my own, John. And, and I did go to a lot of seminars. I did read a lot of books, but you know what? It was just one of those things. It was just one of those times in, in history that, that, you know, you did something and you learned from it. And either you have mentors that look over your shoulder or you do everything yourself. And I did everything myself. Uh, so I failed the moment that I succeeded, actually, because I'll tell you why. When I succeeded, that's the moment I failed. Because when the money was coming in, I started becoming comfortable. That was my first failure. I became comfortable in my business. And as a result of being comfortable, I thought I had a money tree. And because I had this money tree, I had woke up in the morning and I had thousands of dollars just, you know, opening up right before my eyes in my email. You know, as you know, if you get a sale, it, sh- it shows up in your email account. And I had a little sound file that was the sound <laughs> of a cash register. It kept on going ching, ching, ching. And dude, let me tell you, waking up in the morning was like the best feeling ever because that's all I heard. And that <laughs> made me feel comfortable. So that I failed in that sense. I also, I was also in not investing a whole lot. Everything that I made, I spent. That was another failure. Um, I also took advice. I, I took advice that was really against my business. And I, re- I was, you know, I, I really didn't know well. So I took some bad advice from people. I wasn't informed about my industry. Um, I, I, I hired some really, really um, terrible companies that, that did black hat SEO and all these other things, which I really didn't know too much about. I was just following the trends, you know, and and, and that led on to 2010. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff that I can talk about, John. But I'm telling you, the, the, the amount of failures that I've gone through, you don't, have an, you don't have more than 30 minutes on the show for me to talk about. <laughs> so these are like the big ones that, you know, that I could talk about. Um, and uh, I was just a completely different person, completely different mindset. And, and uh, in 2010, the Google Panda and Penguin updates uh, just came out of nowhere completely surprised everybody. And I was getting thousands of visitors per day. I had about six or about, about five or six websites. Two of them were retail merchandise websites. I was selling sunglasses. This was purely a sunglass business. 
I stuck to what I knew. Uh, there was this company out there. I used their business model. And um, I'll just quickly get into it. I'll talk about it for about 30 seconds, and then I'll move on to the, to the next thing. Um, I, I followed their business model, John. They were selling sunglasses, and I, and I asked them if they can drop ship for me. Because in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you learn that you don't use your own money if you don't have it. And even if you do have it, you can always use other people's money, other people's time, and other people's leverage. And that's the business model that I follow for myself. And I use their time, their money, their leverage. And when I got paid, I paid them at the end of the month and I collected the difference. And that was a great business for me for the next maybe six months to nine months. After that, they gave me the boot and they said, you know what? You're starting to make a lot more money than we are. Maybe (laughs) now it's time for you to start ordering from China. And, you know, they did me a huge favor and I did exactly that. So I turned that business not only only into a retail business, but I also started selling to, to businesses as well. And the business just completely exploded uh, on, a, on a monthly basis. Uh, the number of visitors I received to my websites, they increased. And as a result, I also got a whole lot more revenue, a lot more money. And I was flying. I was flying and I really didn't look back. I really didn't see the need to change things around. I updated my websites not too often. And... Um, I thought I had it made. I thought I had it set. And in 2010, when the Google Panda and Penguin updates rolled out, so and as a result of me not updating my websites, me not updating myself, my brain, my experiences, my education in the industry, you know, not, not wondering if I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing, just really, really emphasizing on how much money I'm making, putting emphasis on that more than anything else. As a result of that, I went from thousands of visitors per day to to hundreds of visitors and then from hundreds of visitors to maybe less than a hundred per website. Ouch. So you were literally hung out to dry at some point during that. Yeah, basically, basically. And you know what? Uh, I have no one to blame except for myself, John. Absolutely no one to blame. I was the creator and I was the destroyer and I have no one else to blame except for myself. And uh, I do things a lot more intelligently now. I no longer chase the dollar, John. And I don't want to live that kind of path. And listen, sunglasses are great. No beef with anyone who's, ele- who's ever going to sell sunglasses if they get a great idea about selling it after they listen to this podcast. More power to you. Contact me. I'll even help you set up a sunglass website. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to I develop a business now. Well, I've actually already developed it. And I'm very well on my way to becoming a lot more successful than I used to be. Uh, simply because I'm, in, I'm, I'm focusing more on value now than anything else. And, um, and so long story short, John, I, I'm, I'm doing things a lot more intelligently than before. And uh, I could talk a lot about my failures. Just let me know how much time we have. And we're bringing this all the back to the full circle of the Albert Einstein quote, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And that's what you're doing now. You're following that Albert Einstein mantra of becoming a man of value because you know with value comes an audience, comes an audience that's being served correctly, and then comes success. Success will follow that value that you are sharing, that you're giving from all these experiences that you have. And guess what, William? You wouldn't have had all 
most value to give if you hadn't gone through that entrepreneurial journey, which you're sharing with us now. So I thank you for that one. I commend you for that too. And number three, we're going to use this as a segue to move to the other end of the spectrum because just like you failed and you faced challenges and obstacles, you have also had these bright, shiny aha moments where you sat up in bed in the middle of the night and said, wow, I'm excited about this. This resonates not only with me, not only with my authentic self, but with my target market, with who I want to reach. Take us to one of those moments, William, and don't be abstract. Take us down to the ground level. Tell us that story. We want to be there with you. And then tell us step by step how you turned that moment into success. Well, John, uh, I I don't know if I'll be regretting what I'll be revealing to you and your audience. I, I, you know what, since I've been on this path of value, I've given away so much information about myself that sometimes I'm not up at night thinking about this stuff, but I'm thinking to myself, wow, I've, I've just literally gave it all away. I've never been this frank with anyone. And now on my blog and on my podcast, everyone knows everything about me. So you know what, with that said, let 10,000 other people know everything about me. Here we go. There have been times at night after I lost my business for like the first maybe year, there have been times at night that I've literally had tears coming down my eyes, wondering what the F am I going to be doing with myself, you know? Um, I, I really, 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 I really uh, went down the path of like some serious emotional breakdown. There were times where I, I couldn't just deal with myself because you know, not only John, John, not only did I, I lose my business, but I also lost the equity in my business. My business could have been sold for $5 million to $6 million uh, if I were to sell my business prior to 2010. So not only did I lose tons of money in revenue on a yearly basis, on a daily, on a monthly basis, but I lost equity in my business. And when you lose equity in your business, that's your net worth. And sometimes, John, I hate to say this, but sometimes, and I know it's very unhealthy, your net worth is sometimes linked to your self-worth. And to me, for me at that point, my net worth was linked to my self-worth. However, I've changed all that stuff. You know, I've, I've, uh, I haven't done any kind of therapy with uh, an official therapist, but I've read a lot of books. I went to a lot of retreats. I've done a lot of self-work. I've read a lot of books. I've had a lot of downtime and uh, I've had a lot of aha moments. And throughout that experience, um, I've, I've developed this, this mantra of providing value first. Because like you said, through the value, that's when people recognize and trust you. And once they trust you, once they recognize you, once they see that you're a real person um, who has been in their shoes, who have done what they've done, who has had failures, they can trust you enough to buy your products, to buy your services. I no longer, I'm, all, I'm no longer interested in creating that business, that viable business that's out there. Yeah, you know what? I, now I know how to, how to recreate that business. Now I know exactly the steps to take and what steps not to take to not repeat the same processes as I have. But I'm no longer interested in following that same path. That's why I have my podcast now. That's why I'm interested in speaking to an audience that is not only going to be listening to me on a weekly basis, but is also going to learn from me, learn from my mistakes, learn from my failures, and learn from all of my successes. And every single week I've been doing that. And as a result, I have over 100 countries listening to me. And my podcast started about two months ago. So, uh, John, I will never be at your level, but for right now, I think 
I'm a little bit happy about where I am. So that's basically it. <laughs> First of all, William, mindset again is so key, so critical. And really quickly, you've given us some great examples of how you're now providing value through your podcast at your blog. Give us one specific piece of content that Fire Nation listeners can go get right now that is of great value. Be specific. What is that? Oh my God. If, if you're interested on what business failures to avoid, you have to go listen to podcast number two or three. I give it to you raw and uncut. And after I, after I made that podcast, I thought to myself, my family is going to listen to this. My friends are going to listen to this. The internet is going to listen to this. <laughs> Everyone is going to get to know me now. Oh my God, this, is, this sucks. So yeah, you know what? If you want to learn the mistakes to avoid, I would suggest that you go listen to that podcast. That's my suggestion. So William, that is exactly why we as podcasters do what we do because we're looking to develop an intimate connection with our audience. We're looking to become authority figures in our niche. We're looking to develop credibility in the areas we're talking about. We're not looking to hide and to be shadowy. We're looking to lay it on the line. So what you did is exactly what you need to do as a podcaster, as a blogger, as any content creator. That's such a valuable lesson to be because what you're looking to do is reach out and connect with an audience is going to resonate with your message with you. And they're only going to do that. They're only truly going to become a follower, a fan, a potential client if they connect with something that you're saying. And if you're being guarded and you're not opening up, how are they going to connect with you? You need to take that first step as a content creator. You've done that. It's impressive. I'm now very interested to go listen to episode two or three or both, which I have not done yet. It's on my to-do list on my run today around the San Diego Bay count on it. And let's move into the present time right now because we've talked about your podcast. We've talked about your content creation. You have a lot of exciting things going on, but just share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. As far as my products and my services, uh, like I said, I'm interested in giving value. So my, 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 uh, my blog is updated on a constant basis. It's based off of my experiences. It's, I, I don't go out on the internet and I don't look for, for creative ways of writing something on my blog. I don't get blog ideas. They're from my experiences. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 13 years. I got so much crammed in my head that I need to get all that out. So uh, that's one thing. The second thing is my podcast. I absolutely love doing podcasts. It takes me about 12 hours to produce one single 35, 45-minute podcast. And uh, I absolutely love doing it. I have no regrets. After every podcast, I get the sigh of relief that, boom, it's out there. Uh, but, John, I also have my book, uh, which is called Life Plan. And it's supposed to help people uh, create a life plan, figure out what they want to do for themselves. A lot of people are running around willy-nilly. They're, they don't know what they want to do in life. And my book is designed for that. And of course, I also do consulting. I love helping people. Uh, I love solving their problems. And, and that's basically it. So William, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to answer this question because I'm intrigued because you've had so many ups, so many downs. Have you had an I've made it moment? I have actually. The moment that I've had that I made it moment, actually I've had two my I made it moments. Take the us first, there. Take us to both. Well, the first one was whenever I lost my job in 2001. I lost my job and after I lost my job at first for the first maybe three months, I was pretty depressed. And after I read that book, I vowed never to work again for the rest of my life. 
that was a huge paradigm shift for me. That was the, that was something that I will never forget. And in my about me section, uh, you can read more about that there. I talk about it on my first podcast as well. And, um, after, after that moment, after I started my business, uh, my first aha moment that I was actually going to make it is when I first had my sale, my first sale. I wish I remember who it was. I remember, I wish I remember when it was, but it actually happened. And then after that, it was a snowball effect, right? One sale had turned into two, two turned into five, five turned into 10, 10 turned into 20. And then I said to myself, all right, let's see if this lasts a month after a month. It went into two to three. Uh, I might, and you know what, at that exact point when my unemployment ran out, the money that I started making on my, on my home-based business, which was selling sunglasses that made more money in six to nine months than I was making in an entire year on my job that I lost. And so that was my aha moment. I felt like, you know what, I don't ever need to work again. And that carried on with me. Now that my second aha moment was when I lost this business, ironically, in 2010, when I lost this business, I had another aha moment. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm 38 years old. I need to start building my legacy. I, you know what? It's totally cool to be remembered as that sunglass guy or the sunglass man or whatever. But I want to become a man of value, John. I want to, I want to be able to – I want my kids to grow up and, and I want my kids to remember me as that guy who was on the internet – in his podcast or whatever I'm doing, you know, maybe 10 years from now or 20 years from now, I want my children to remember me as, as giving value, not only to them, but to also society to, to give a part of myself to, to make sure that, that people are much better off than they were prior to having contact with me. So that was my second aha moment. Um, after I realized that, you know what, I know I lost not only my dignity because I lost this business, not only my ego is down the tubes, not only is my self-worth down the tubes, but you know what? There's something else that, that can be better because of this. Now I get to develop something that I'm proud of to say, you know what? I do this because a hundred countries around the world are listening to me and I'm changing their lives for the better. I go to sleep at night and I feel good about that, John. And those are my two aha moments. William, one thing that I love on Entrepreneur on Fire is when themes develop. And the theme of this podcast is definitely mindset. If you can get your mindset in the right direction, then good things are going to follow. But mindset is so difficult. I struggle with mindset every single day, despite talking to the most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs that preach this on a daily basis. And they point to different aspects in their life where having a different mind shift led to different successes. So even though I hear it over and over again, I still struggle with it. And even though you hear it, I'm sure it's something that you need to keep reminding yourself because as humans, we acclimate. We acclimate to our surroundings. When you were making one sale a day, you were stoked. That was one sale. You were jumping through the roof. And then fast forward six months, when you were making 100 sales a day, you were pissed off because you were making 200 sales last week and we had acclimated to that 200 sale day, not that 100 sale day. So mindset is so important, William. It's incredible. And you've really developed a great theme here. So I definitely thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I got more to tell you, but you don't have enough time. You're right about that, William. And we're going to break in for a second to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, I have an exciting resource to share with you today, Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that allows you to easily build your own website just the way you want it. 
Squarespace has a killer design library and they are constantly updating their platform so you have the latest features at your fingertips. Squarespace just recently added an e-commerce to the list so you can set up shop and start selling your products quickly and easily. They've also added a user-friendly calendar feature so you can share your business schedule right on your website. So whether you have an upcoming speaking event that you want to share with your audience or a new product or service launching soon, Squarespace's events collection calendar feature has you covered. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And for a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code MONEY. We want to thank Audible, who's a leader in offering premium digital audio entertainment the entire family can enjoy. At audible.com, you can choose from thousands of titles in multiple genres, ensuring every member of your family, both young and old, can find their favorites to listen to. Purchase individual audiobooks or sign up for the Audible listener program to receive book credits each month for one low monthly fee. Once you download your favorite audiobooks, it's easy to listen to them anywhere, anytime. Access them on your computer, burn onto CDs, or upload them to your iPod or any MP3 device for easy, on-the-go listening. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. And we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Dude, I told you I'm on fire. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back, kind sir, from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, first of all, John, I, I'm going to give you a, an honest answer. There was nothing holding me back from becoming an entrepreneur. I just didn't know anything about entrepreneurship after I read that book. That's when I learned about it, and there was nothing holding me back after that. Boom. What is the best advice, William, you've ever received? John and you listeners out there, please remember this if you don't remember anything else. You are the average of the five or six people you often associate with. Your net worth is often your network. So the people you spend your time with, you become the average of them, not only in their personality, not only in their salary, but in their lifestyles and everything else. Be careful who you take your advice from, be careful who you spend your time with, and be careful who you call your friend. Be very careful. William, what's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams. Procrastination and not taking enough action is something that's going to hold you back. I work with a lot of people and a lot of people email me. I work with a lot of people one-on-one as well for consultation. And what's holding them back is learning too much before taking action. I always tell people, if you want to get started on something, the best action, the best teacher is pain and experience. Go out there Make some mistakes, and when you make that mistake, go on the internet, find that book on Amazon, find that article, and you're going to learn from it, and then you go fix that mistake. But first, action is the most important thing. A lot of people have to learn every single thing before they start doing something. A lot of people make a lot of mistakes, 
of, of, you know, just wasting a lot of time procrastinating and, um, and they need to, they need to make action a priority learning second. Great insights, William. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? If you have a Mac, you have to download the self-control app. It's an, it's a free app. If you type self-control in Google, it comes up as number one. And I use this on a regular basis. Without it, I will not be able to function, John. Um, self-control is an awesome app. You just, on the, on the blacklist, you put all the websites that you want to block for a certain amount of time. Now, here's the catch, right? So once you put these websites, including email if you wanted to, um, once you put these websites on, on a blacklist and then you start it for, let's just say, six hours, three hours, 15 minutes, whatever, if you delete the program or if you restart your computer, no matter what you do, this program will block those applications and you will uh, – blo- not applications, block these websites. You will not be able to get into it. Now, I realize that not everybody has a Macintosh. But there is a Windows version, and the Windows version is called the Self-Restrained App. Well, Fire Nation knows they can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned today by going to eofire.com slash William Shaker. William, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Definitely The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. I love this book because once I started reading this book, it talks about the snowball effect and it talks about doing something every single day, no matter how small it is. And that something and that little something will develop into something big if you can keep doing it. So if you keep writing a blog post every single day, it will develop into a habit. If no matter what you do, it's a compound effect. And this is a book that every entrepreneur, every person who wants to become successful should definitely check out. It's another iteration of the compound effect. There are several books like it, and I have read both books, but this one is my favorite, my personal favorite. I love the slight edge. I was actually recently turned on to it because I was always giving the compound effect by Darren Hardy, who's the founder of Success Magazine, as my favorite book. And one time a guy said, you know what? The Slight Edge was the book that inspired The Compound Effect. And I was like, well, I got to read that book. And it was really cool to see how that book did actually inspire The Compound Effect. I could not agree more. That snowball effect is so great, again, for that mindset shift, just realizing that the little things you're doing on a daily basis, they really do add up. They really, really do. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book or any book that you want for free by going to eofirebook.com. Dot com. That's eofirebook.com. So, William, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would find products. I would first of all, I would find out, since I have the internet in front of me, since I have a computer, I would find out what people need. I would buy it and sell it to them on eBay because eBay is a platform that exists. People are looking to buy the products over there and it's something that exists already. So I would definitely use eBay to sell people products based on what they were looking for. 
Well, I have really enjoyed your story from owning Google's front page to being below the fold and then totally off it and just spending a ton of money trying to get back on top fruitlessly, but learning so much throughout that entire experience. Now coming to the point where you're value-driven, value-first, that whole mindset shift talk that we had is so valuable for my listeners. So thank you for just making that a priority in the theme of this interview. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Your listeners can find me at williamshaker.com. That's uh, Shaker, S-H-A-K-E-R. Um, I, I was made fun of a lot, just so you know, by all my peers in high school. Um, my last name is Dumas, so use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, John, both of us, I guess. But anyways, williamshaker.com, that is the hub. That is my blog. You can listen to my podcast from there as well. I'm on iTunes as well. Uh, I have a book out. And the name of the book is called Life Plan. So if you're kind of stuck out there and don't know where to begin with life, my book will help you turn things around and help you find your life purpose, create your goals, set your habits on the right path. And uh, I also do consulting. So if you want to work one-on-one with somebody who's been there, who's done that, uh, I offer that as well. And John, everything else is on my website, williamshaker.com. Uh, I had such a fun time being here and to all you listeners, thank you so much for listening to me. And if you do support me by visiting my website, I really appreciate it. And it's a complete honor. And, uh, every single day, don't forget that you need to go out there and you need to do, you need to provide action. You need to do action first before you actually learn. And when it comes to learning, learn second, but first make some failures. Everybody fails in the beginning as an entrepreneur. And that's all I have to say. You've said it so well, and Fire Nation is well aware that they can find the links to everything that we've talked about by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. William Shaker is hanging out in the archives. Check him out. Will, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. It's an honor. Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.